This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, federal employees are not going to be pleased with a new report from the Republican Study Committee. The Pentagon continues to assist other agencies as they try to keep the coronavirus from spreading. And DOD's newest military branch is trying to figure out what to call its troops. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. A group of House Republicans want to overhaul federal employee pay, performance awards, and hiring systems. The Republican Study Committee is out with another report detailing its ideas for a more efficient and effective government. Members say federal employees are overpaid and have little incentive to perform at the highest levels. They also recommend cutting official time and reducing federal retirement packages. Members also suggested merging some of the functions of the Office of Personnel Management with the Executive Office of the President. Participation in phased retirement picked up slightly in 2019, but it still falls short of Congress's expectations when it enacted the law back in 2012. 632 federal employees have signed up for phased retirement to date. Roughly 450 of them have completed the entire program and are now retired. Congress initially projected 1,000 federal employees would be part of phased retirement at any given time each year. NASA, the EPA, and Interior Department are among the agencies with the most employees in phased retirement. A former private sector executive is tapped to head up the Energy Department's Artificial Intelligence Center. Agency officials have sworn in Cheryl Ingstad to lead the Artificial Intelligence and Technology Office it stood up last September. In this role, she'll oversee the agency's development, coordination, and application of AI technology. Prior to this job, she led efforts at 3M to commercialize AI and machine learning research. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services launches rulemaking to carry out a Trump administration executive order on prescription drug pricing. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has details. The proposed rule covers Part D of Medicare, under which providers offer drug plans. CMS's rule would require plans to display up-to-the-minute drug price comparisons so Medicare recipients could shop for lower prices or generic alternatives. The 895-page rule would impose new reporting requirements on Part D plans aimed at improving the accuracy of star ratings patients use to compare plans. CMS will publish the proposed rule on February 18th. I'm Tom Temin. Members of Maryland's congressional delegation are asking the Pentagon for answers on why it's withholding funds from two Army medical research labs. In a letter to Defense Secretary Mark Esper, lawmakers say they've learned DOD has blocked $104 million from facilities at Fort Detrick and Aberdeen Proving Ground. They say supporting the labs is particularly important in light of the ongoing coronavirus emergency. Federal efforts to contain the spread of the coronavirus continue. The Defense Department says it's prepared to receive two evacuation flights from China that are chartered by the State Department. The flights contain about 300 passengers and will arrive today in Lackland Air Force Base in Nebraska and Marine Corps Station Miramar in Vancouver, Canada. Defense Secretary Esper plans to fulfill a request from the Health and Human Services Department asking for more defense facilities that could house additional passengers who need to be quarantined in case HHS facilities become filled. Esper laid out 11 additional locations near airports that could serve as tertiary backups. 
The Pentagon says it needs to reorient its own spending in order to counter threats from China and Russia. As Federal News Network's Jared Serber reports, programs within the defense agencies are first on the chopping block. The budget DOD will propose next week will include more than $7 billion in reductions and transfers from the dozens of agencies that sit outside the military services, sometimes called the Fourth Estate. Those are the results of the first round of reviews the Pentagon's conducting to reprioritize spending toward the national defense strategy. More top-to-bottom scrubs of those agencies, the military services, and DOD's global combatant commands are on the agenda for 2020. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Space Force is getting help from some unlikely sources to decide what it should call its troops. Lieutenant General David Thompson, vice commander of the Space Force, says the service called on the Air Force Academy's language department, other areas in academia, and future Space Force members to come up with names for the branch's troops. Thompson says the force has narrowed its search down to some good options, but it has not decided on a name yet. He did rule out space cadets and spacemen. And Defense Secretary Esper sends out a reminder to defense employees to be careful about political activity. The memo tells public servants that they can exercise their right to vote and participate in government, but they must also avoid any actions that could imply endorsement of a political party or candidate. Esper also reminds DOD personnel to complete annual ethics training by November 30th of every calendar year. The Office of Personnel Management has reminded agencies that federal employees can accept short-term jobs with the Census Bureau for the upcoming decennial count. In a memo to agency heads, OPM Director Dale Cabanis clarified that temporary census work does not conflict with the statute that prohibits agency employees from receiving pay from multiple federal positions. The Census Bureau expects to make as many as half a million temporary hires for the 2020 census. A federal grand jury has indicted a former employee of the Walter Reed Medical Center. It accuses David Lawfer of receiving money from a company in Germantown, Maryland, in exchange for government contracts when he was the head of the hospital's prosthetics and orthotics department, and he also failed to report that money. And members of the House Judiciary Committee are concerned about protections for judicial branch employees after it was found a federal judge was sexually harassing female employees and even had an affair with an offender. The committee has requested members of the Judicial Council explain what it has done to ensure a safe workplace for employees who worked with and for U.S. District Judge Carlos Maguaya. It specifically wants to know why none of them felt comfortable enough to file a complaint against Maguaya. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 